Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Challenge All-Stars are Happy Podcast for Episode 7. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, my co-host, Alice here. Ali, how are you? Wow, I really wanted to start singing the King's Place Safe song, and I already forgot the tune of it since we just recorded the Challenge Wrap-Up. <laughs> we can press stop and restart it again if you want to pick up the, the melody. Uh, what is it? Uh, Do you remember? King's Place Safe. I'll write my own. It's the king's place. Everybody loves the king's place. I just like to go totally rogue. It sounds like the melody for like a 90s sitcom. I was thinking more of like, um, come and let's play it together in the bright sunny weather. Let's all go Same to vibe. Same vibe. Island. Okay. Um, so that, that just went first. Anyway, I love the song. I love the team spirit. I love the camaraderie and I love the challenge all stars too. Yeah, although I am a little less two episodes again. I, I felt this way last week, and again, I really feel this way this week. It just seems like challenge proper producers are starting to make decisions about how All Stars is going, and it's going down a bad path now. The last two weeks about some of the decisions that have been happening. So I'm not a fan. Well, let's just get to the meat of it. You don't like that Casey took Kahuta out? Yeah, it makes absolutely no sense because there is clear precedent. It happened last week. Uh, they didn't make this happen. The person you know had to go home. Got sent home. Jasmine got a free pass and they had a men's illumination. Why not just do that again? Your honor, if you might consider that, just like, there's clear precedent. <laughs> um, I agree. I also thought you could get on the monster truck issue. Uh, so a lot of sort of, uh, sure, that too. Pretty boring challenge. You can get on that too. Challenge proper vibes happening. Um, save the palace is what it's called. That's the song. Save, save mm-hmm. the palace. Save the palace. That's not it. <laughs> I don't. Why can't I remember this song? Anyway, uh, I love Jasmine as a mole in the King's Alliance. Yeah, very funny uh, scenes there with uh, with Jasmine. Like, sure, if they want to think I'm part of this alliance, that sounds great. Uh, but I don't know if I would really be part of it. Um, and John A too it was funny. It was like they think they have Jasmine, or they think they lost Jasmine. I didn't lose Jasmine. I really hope this is not like Chekhov's losing Jasmine type situation down the road. But <laughs> this is where we stand now. Now, I think it's maybe could be leading up to Jasmine voting differently 
than her partner. That's what I right. hope it's I setting up. That. I think you could be right, but like, I I do hope it's more of a like you thought I was with you. You're welcoming me in all of a sudden when I was not a part of this like a minute ago, and I'm not mm-hmm. going to just like shirk my alliance. But I'll tell you what you want to hear. I love Jasmine. It's the type of scene that I feel like if it was going to play out in any type of bad way, it would have played out this episode. Like I don't think we're getting the previously on and. We see John Abbey and like, well, they think they lost Jasmine, but I didn't. And then it we see Jasmine like screwing her over. So I, I don't see it playing out like that. So once, once we clear this episode, I was like, okay, I think Jasmine and John A should be, you know, sticking together. Well, that's what happened last week, though. We got the Brad teasing that he was like worried about mm-hmm. where he stood with Nehemiah, or as he calls him, knee, which I find very cute. I've been um, using that in my notes now. I type it out. Yeah. N E H. That's how I just type out for Nehemiah. Oh, I write K N E. <laughs> Brad, I need to have a conversation with me, Kenny. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Um, but this Brad and Janelle conversation—it's so funny because I was like, "Oh, are Brad and Janelle partners?" Because like my brain's broken, I don't remember the new partners. And so when Jody and Brad won the challenge, well, Janelle just like, started oh, this season, so yeah, Janelle just started, so that checks out. <laughs> but I think she gives good advice here that Great Brad advice. should not prematurely. Uh, hold Nehemiah hostage and ask what it ends up working. I mean, she, he doesn't do it, but it ends up being fine because Brad wins the challenge, but Nehemiah and Melinda won the challenge. That would not have been a good thing for Brad to have done. Yeah. Like, I don't know what outcome Brad would be hoping for. Like best case scenario, Nehemiah says, what? like, there's no chance I would ever put you in. You like, I you have my bond to the end. We're working together to the end. And then all that does is make it that much more difficult of a decision for Brad to have to vote Nehemiah in or screw over someone in his own alliance. So I, I don't know even know what outcome Brad would be hoping for. Yeah, it's also like Nehemiah has so many more options because Nehemiah's alliance is small. Brad's alliance, I think we speculated last week, but now we can confirm that Brad's alliance is the entire other, like every other team in the house um, besides the King's alliance. So like mm-hmm. Brad forcing the issue, like Nehemiah could make that promise and meet it. Yeah, he very well could. And and I mean, seemingly play out the way that Brad and Darrell have been doing with their partners in this challenge. Like they're the two teams that have been winning the most and would most likely win. So those are the people you have to keep on your side. Um But okay, sorry. Ooh. Casey and her fiance. I mean, this is sort of sets up the whole rest of the episode storyline. Mm-hmm. Um I didn't I like keep forgetting that she's not married. I for some reason thought she was married with kids, but no, she's just planning her COVID wedding. Yeah, I mean, she is pretty young, like still like she's like in her early 30s, I suppose, like a lot of some of those people in all stars that are upper 30s, 40s or whatever, because she just started on this show. I think she was like 18, 19. Uh, yeah, I think she she's on the 32. I didn't mean to yeah. suggest that like, oh, she's so old that she should have kids. I just meant like no, my brain like, just, broke. <laughs> yeah, you just think a lot of other people are like 40, 45 with like two kids, three kids or whatever. Uh, but Casey was just so young when she started on these shows that like, you know, even 15 years later, 13 years later, she's like. 31 years old. So uh, it's, it's, it's tough to like always just kind of remember that in place you're there. Did you notice the poster now in the FaceTime room? Oh, shoot. I really didn't. Oh my God. It was like, it was such, because they <laughs> like fully gave the perspective of the whole wall because it was like they zoomed in on Casey more than they zoomed in on the person on the mm-hmm. phone. So like you, I was like, oh, Casey, Casey, Brian's fully going to notice it this time. Yeah. I, I am very oblivious. Like I think 
That's pretty abundantly clear. Like I, you need to be. I need to get a text while watching the episode. Look out for the poster, and then I'll look out for it. Otherwise, it's in one ear. I mean, if I could text you while I'm watching the episode, I can't text you while you're watching the episode. That would (laughs) be an unbelievably high bar. If you, well, I don't know. So our brains have been working pretty well together sometimes with with our thoughts. So it could happen. Ryan, I would be so worried (laughs) if I randomly texted you out of out of the blue, out of the clear blue sky. Uh-huh. And texted you like, "Look out for the poster," and you were watching it. You never know. Eight years in, almost. Seven okay. years in. What <laughs> are we? <laughs> is uh, is Emily watching this with you or no? No, but she was watching the reunion. I guess I should have said this on the reunion podcast. But she she watched the reunion with me. She was like, "Oh, this is good. It's like a recap of the season." Hates Josh. Probably should have included that on the reunion podcast. But did she watch the season? Very, very little. Okay, so for her, that's like I watched the finale of The Bachelorette just to like, so I don't mind all of the like rehashing. But like when I've watched the full Mm -hmm. season, I can't stand like, I'm like, I saw this. Yep, I saw this. I saw this. Mm. No, yeah, she she maybe watched a couple episodes at most. uh, Who did I just recommend? I just recommended All Stars to someone who doesn't watch the challenge. I actually think All Stars is not a bad way to get somebody who does not watch the challenge, but has like nostalgia for the general era of like real world peak peak real world yeah that this is actually like a great gateway to being like oh i like the setup of this let me go back to the challenge proper yeah because i bet they probably have some like memory of some of these people like a lot of people either watched one or like a couple of real world seasons so maybe they watched like uh what was it nehemiah on austin i think so maybe they watched that one or uh uh, some of the other people so like they might have watched some of these people before they go i remember that person um rather than like oh i have no idea who kyle is (laughs) well they're missing out <laughs> right well that's for sure steer clear of those people how do you like that very nice steer clear <laughs> of the day of the challenge this week uh like you said a very challenge proper uh format um where they the man is strapped to the truck they have to like pull or like the woman is strapped to the truck on the side of it the man is like move an arm or whatever to move them back and forth to collect flags um, I think the flags were valued at different amounts, right? Based on the color, I think. Um, I don't remember what the colors were, but there, that's the challenge. What'd you think? It it wasn't the best. It wasn't. It was one that was probably a lot more fun to do, probably a lot more thrilling to do, uh, to watch. There wasn't a lot there to enjoy. Um, at least we got to see exactly how everyone did. It's like they put up the number of flags that people got, so that was cool to like play along rather than just blindly guessing um so i like that but as a visual entertainment not you know b minus i'll give it it's a little weird that they made such a big to do about who won by one flag or lost by one flag particularly when one of those teams one they counted it out but and they could count themselves but also two um like one of those teams was safe so that it was like much ado about nothing on that end right i didn't actually i didn't i obviously didn't and the mattering uh, for this week, but the fact that the life shield was used this way for the first time, I think like almost all season, uh, or at least maybe in a while. No, uh, I think it's all season. Yeah. So the fact that that person lost with the life shield, so the life shield was totally out of play, uh, was enjoyable. Just that at the nomination, there was no like, oh, let's just nominate these people as a throwaway to get them to use it. It was good to just have that done. Uh, I agree. And it does like listeners have been writing this all season. You've said it like, it should just be you're safe if you come in last of the next week. And enough with the you have the right to save people. Yeah. 
and this, Yoshi I think, can't be voted on too. Like that way. Too, yeah, yeah. Like, you're you're safe. Like period. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I thought uh was great. I like the way it was very clean. And the the one thing, and this is very much jumping ahead. And Brad and Jody win. Okay, on to the next thing. Three in a row. I don't think I've even put that together that they've won three in a row, but dominating. Nelson could never. <laughs> you're feisty <laughs> this week. <laughs> <laughs> the holiday spirit yeah Devin Morgan, the grinch um <laughs> no it's interesting like i what i haven't really understood is like the way in which people call like for all of the like tribunal and deliberation and bullshit and you have to like come in and the inquisition happens whatever but like i do kind of miss that i really was missing a conversation between nehemiah and brad that like had to have happened or should have happened but i'm also like very unclear on like who comes in when like it doesn't seem like the whole house comes in at the same time, but it's not always just the people who are nominated that come in to look. Yeah. It's like people trickle in. This was the funniest scene ever. Nehemiah and Melinda are just there. And Brad like sweeps in under out of nowhere and be like, we need to talk. It was just yeah. like, are you allowed back? Like, what is the run <laughs> of show here? No, it's a, it's a great point. People really like, I thought it was like, yeah, like nominate people. Cause the way it's played out is you nominate the people with the life shield and they come in and you give a whole spiel about like what you're really doing. But like here, it was very weird to see a play out. Like Kahuta found out, like it seemed like they were like getting out of the shower, like in their pajamas. <laughs> and like, like, I don't know people might be coming in for their interviews. Like, I don't know what the timing was, but there was no set structure of like, oh boy, whose names are they putting up on the wall? It was just like, all right, this person's back from the supermarket. Let me just tell them who's going into the elimination. It was very bizarre, but it also like felt very like old school vibes, which I like, like that it wasn't just so formally set. Yeah, it was it was weird, but, but like it was fun, uh, which is what the season is fun. Um, but I was actually very impressed. I, I know I was team Janelle in the conversation between Brad and Janelle earlier on, but I was very impressed with Brad, how he won, had a better plan than Jody, but the way he convinced Jody and didn't just like steamroll her and just like had a conversation about it. Like Jody mm-hmm. wanted to put um, uh, Darrell and Janelle up. And her exact reasons for not wanting to put Kahuta and Casey up are the ex- reasons that you should. Yeah, it was basically what that like they're uh, expendable, like they're weaker. Um, I think he, I think she used the excuse like like they've been up a few times, right? Which in like the essence of All Stars, like that fairness thing, like that makes sense in this world. Like wanting to keep it fair, like you know, packing like a, a, a line that people have to at least go up once or twice every throughout the season so like that i thought makes sense like the old school vibe of it like they've already done it darrell hasn't it's not that her logic didn't make sense like she was like kahuta's already been in casey gets nominated a lot so let's ruffle new feathers and put up darrell and janelle Mm -hmm. whereas brad's like actually uh kahuta and casey have been through this already so we're not making any new enemies and like Let's be loyal to the people most likely to demonstrate loyal back loyalty back to us or loyalty to the people who are most likely going to be in a position to win, to need to demonstrate loyalty mm-hmm. back to us. Why appeal to Casey and Kahuta who are not going to win a team challenge, period? Yeah, it, it, it like I get like one like, it makes sense to do Casey and Kahuta, but it really shouldn't matter like at all. Like, I mean, it was a whole to do about nothing. Like the votes were locked. Like it didn't really matter who was going up. Like it's feel like what? A conversation like it, it, if there was more happening this week, I feel like this almost doesn't even make air because it just really was a, a bundle of nothing. 
bundle of nothing. Fair enough. Um, this episode's a little bit of a bundle of nothing, but here we are. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. How pi- I'm a few episodes back from this, but, like, how pissed is Derek, like, watching this, knowing that, like, he was a few episodes away from being partnered with Jody? Because there's no way he would have let her be mm-hmm. partners with anybody else for that challenge. Yeah. Tough break. Hate tough, to tough see break. it. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think again Janelle falls from like her great politicking I thought or strategy with Brad to this conversation she has with Melinda yeah this was a really bad look for, for Janelle especially because she's not in a position of power to like be, she's not making the decision of like who was nominated so she could have even like thrown uh like Brad a little bit under the bus and being like, I don't know if I would have done that, but like, this is the position we're in. Unfortunately, we're on different sides. So, you know, these are just the votes we're going to have to do. But she goes at Melinda for her and the Kings, like celebrating too much, like being too open about their alliance. And she's like, I wouldn't do that when I was winning. Like, it was very weird vibes for Janelle to be giving when it seemed like such a, a, a layup way to placate Melinda and keep her on your side in case they win and they're in power. So they're not coming after you. Yeah, she was very Nani and Josh at the reunion. She was like scolding Melinda. I don't think she was trying to keep her on their side. I think she was kind of. No, she bait. wasn't. Definitely not. Yeah. yeah. And and I, that's a huge mistake. That's a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. I mean, she doesn't know the outcome that Nehemiah and Melinda don't even have to go in, but Nehemiah and Melinda could very easily win. I think they would have been the favorites to win that elimination. And then they could very easily turn around and win the next challenge. Definitely. They could easily win the next challenge for sure. That, that made no sense in that spot. Like for like Brad needing to have like a tough conversation with Nehemiah once he won. Like that makes sense. Like he has to make that decision. And so openly and publicly for Janelle, like she could have easily had, had gotten by and, you know, not ruffled feathers with, with Melinda and made it, you know, made sure that if Melinda and Nehemiah won, that they would be going after Brad in that spot. But now, like, I think they, Melinda might be wanting to go after Janelle and, and uh, Darrell based off how she acted with this episode. I mean, they, she gave her a reason for sure. Mm-hmm. On the flip side, Melinda acting like shocked like oh you wouldn't celebrate like at least from what we've seen in the edit where it like radiates through the whole house everyone knows that it's like so obvious like she seems like shocked that anyone would be put off by this and that's like like the PDA couple that's like fully making out and then is like oh I can't I feel like there's like a TV show there's like some reference I'm thinking of where it's like oh I can't believe you're like not supportive of our love like it's like no, you're like being a little gross. Like we're all being affected by it now. Yeah, I'm sure there there there's a reference there somewhere. Someone will add it about what the exact reference is, but it, it's there. The the vibe is there. Um. All right. So Andy and Maya is like a little betrayed by Brad, and I get it. I think like the way they end up, they end up having a conversation. They end up having a night out where Nehemiah is getting a little bit loud about how upset he is about it. I think Brad handles this well by kind of like he doesn't pop mm-hmm. off and they just have a conversation the next day. Yeah, I think both Nehemiah and Latarian, the way they were, they were hoping for something to escalate. Right? I think they were both speaking loud to be heard by Brad and hoping 
that it would escalate to something. And Brad absolutely, like you said, handled it perfectly that he kept his composure all the way through and didn't even make it a scene that night and waited till the next morning when everyone was sober where for Brad, like that's the more appropriate place to have that conversation. So you can come out looking cleaner. Cause if you do that, when they're drunk, people are emotions were more involved and yelling and screaming and things like that. So uh, this was a very, uh, a much better way for, for Brad to approach this, which I think younger Brad probably wouldn't have. I think Brad, you know, as a younger days, maybe would have been more of the hothead type to go at Nehemiah when the alcohol is flowing, but here he, he took the more rational approach. Um, do you think this like repaired friendship will last? I definitely think outside of the game, I think they'll be fine. But like, do you think Nehemiah would now honor his sort of mended friendship with Brad moving forward? Or are we going to see this happen? Uh, split apart further? Yeah. I, I don't see any reason why he would have like work with Brad. Like clearly Brad's not working with him. Like there's just the way this house broke out. They're on different sides of the house. Um, I would be stunned if outside the house, their friendship was, was hurt by this barring something else down the road. But you know, it just so happened that they're on opposite sides of the house. Uh, if Nehemiah wins, absolutely. He should, the two teams he should put up would be uh, Brad and Darrell and then let the house kind of decide if who they really want out. Maybe he pushes more for, for Brad or, or maybe he shows more loyalty to Brad, but I don't see any reason that he's looking to save Brad over anyone else in the Kings Alliance for sure. Definitely not over his own alliance, but I think, like, if you're choosing between, like, MJ and John A, I think, like, you'd take a hit at them before you scorn Brad, because you still want to pull Brad's heartstrings to the extent that you can. You still want, like, he's the only chance you have, and the reality is, is, like, Brad and Jody are going to go down and beat whoever they're down against. So, like, I would rather take a shot at some of his numbers and, and try mm-hmm. to, like, pretend like I'm being loyal to him. Yeah, because I guess if, if you do that, the best case for Nehemiah is, let's say, in the next challenge, Brad and Jody would again, but John A's team's finishes last, then Brad's nominating Tech and Latarian, right, instead of Thorell. Like, that's what you would be hoping for if you try to really mend those fences. Totally. Um, all right. We find out that Casey is pregnant. Um, but she hides it from the house because she doesn't want it to change the vote. Here's my question. Mm-hmm. When should somebody be pulled from the game? Should they be pulled from the game when they are determined to be medically unable to play? Or should they be able to say, let me conceal this until I decide? It, it's preposterous. The second she found out she was like, she found out she was pregnant on camera. Like there was like, it wasn't like she did it in private and production didn't know production knew the fact the second she was pregnant. She'd be like, okay, Casey, Casey's removed from the game, but you know, you could still vote for Kahada if you want to vote for Kahada. And then, We'll figure out a partner for him if you don't like that. How does that not be how this goes down? Agree. I thought that was preposterous. Um, even the way it shakes out that they don't actually have to go into the elimination still insane. Cause the votes are still cast like Brad, I guess Brad either way would have nominated them uh, cause they were already nominated, but it's still uh pretty Bush league. I think, I think like you have to be, you're out when you're out. Although I'm trying to think like in the past, I guess if it were an injury, like last week, right? Kendall goes in an injury and she's up for the vote in the event that she's able to come back. But even then, like, who knows? I That didn't change it because they were the target. But who knows? Because we've seen mm-hmm. in at least like the challenge proper when there's only like one woman or one man available. They want to vote that person in because they know that that makes it less likely that it will be two people going home. It'll just be the person mm-hmm. of that gender. So I think it's very likely. Or somewhat likely, well, let's say this. I don't know that it's likely, but it should have changed the vote. Definitely. 
Definitely. And the one thing about Kendall from last week, so maybe this, I don't know if this is tinfoil hat or if this is confirmed, but Ethan said during this week, the cast went into quarantine to do a positive COVID test. I won't say who, but Kendall's quote unquote injury was not what they showed. So, so you're I, saying that she had that a positive COVID asked? test? <laughs> That's what Ethan's saying. I don't know. Again, I, this is not verified. This is not a challenge wiki verified source. Okay, but, interesting. So maybe like maybe she was sent home. Maybe if she had an injury, they would have treated it differently. They, maybe the team would have been sent home. Maybe they treat COVID. The partner doesn't get sent home. I don't know why. That seems like a weird distinction. Um, but I don't know. That's what uh, Ethan wrote in a- by the way, I'm wrong. It shouldn't have changed the vote. I'm still thinking of like the challenge proper where like you don't know who's going to go in. So then all the women would want Kahuta to go in thinking that they can't go in. But it's already determined. So it really shouldn't matter. So she needs to be pulled when she's pulled. Yeah, she should when, be pulled. When she's uh, declared uneligible. Yeah, which is the second she found out she's pregnant. Obviously. So Nehemiah sheds more light to the whole group about why the King's Palace Alliance is so important and how he uses King to remind other people of color that they're from royalty and it put a target on his back and he's okay with it and he's got to go in if he's got to go in. Like, I don't want to take that away. I'm glad he's adding that context and that, you know, Janelle validated that and everything. I don't know that it had anything to do with like the King's palace or who it was that it put a target on their back. I think it was sort of like, at least the show wants us to see it was like the loud visibility of it, that they were doing songs and whatever. Now, is it just cause it was visible because they're three black men? That's highly possible. And, and the show just sort of like, helped everyone and like and covered it Mm -hmm. i shouldn't say helped like kind of covered it that's possible too um it kind of like this i'm glad nehemiah made the speech but it leaves sort of a lot of questions but like the target was put on them which they knew when they took the shot at derek they put up derek and brad like that's the target they made their shot at what they viewed as the other side of the house to get them out so that side of the house is going to go back, especially when it was they made it so openly clear what group was taking the shot. So obviously the people that survive are then going to take the shot back. That's where the target was. I guess the question, though, is like, how did it become the entire other side of the house? Is that really who Derek had? Because Derek got got a. How did that go again? He got the votes. Yeah, he got the votes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Brad was just there. So it's like. Derek got voted in by the house. It wasn't just like Nehemiah and Tech and Latarian. Yeah, but I think Brad and then Jody and then other people that Derek was friends with were able to rally. Plus, I'm sure like Brad winning also these last few weeks probably also helped kind of grow this because like Brad had to wanted to avenge Derek or, or be upset that he was put up there. Like if other people had won, like maybe the house split would be a little different. But the fact that Brad's been in power, Brad and Jody have been in power the last three weeks has really helped like solidify like a because you want to be with the person in power, so you're going to, you know, go with them. Yeah, and and maybe Nehemiah took for granted. It seems like Nehemiah kind of took for granted and was caught for by surprise that it would they target him because of the alliance, or or at least the story that Nehemiah is being told by Janelle, what Janelle's telling Melinda. It's like I'm only voting you in because of this alliance. Well, that's not really true. Janelle's close with Darrell, but they're hiding that. So like, I know they're partners, but like. They're mm-hmm. getting sort of sold a bill of goods that are blaming this alliance also, and maybe it has actually more to do with the Derek thing, like you're saying. Um, who knows? But oh, I think Nehemiah also kind of took for granted that he was aligned with Brad. 
Like maybe Nehemiah didn't do enough sort of massaging of the Brad uh, relationship. At least we keep seeing confessionals from Brad. Like mm-hmm. I'm clearly not working with Nehemiah. I don't know where he stands. Like should Nehemiah be doing more work to say, Hey Brad, look how great it is. I've built this relationship with my roommates and you and I have a thing and you have a thing. with How great is that? That we're really the two. Yeah. And maybe he took for granted. Like, I don't need to do that because Brad's my best friend from this season. But Clearly, there was a disconnect. Yeah. Maybe he needs to do more than just like wearing his beard in elimination to solidify an alliance. <laughs> Which, again, was very much like in Nehemiah's own self interest and not so much rooting for Brad. Yep. Absolutely. Um, all right. Uh, it's a unanimous vote. Nehemiah does a great, in the words of Ayana, I slept in my uniform mm-hmm. last night. I absolutely love that reference. Yep. And then, as we said, bullshit, no elimination, and Kahuta's out with Casey. Yeah, Kahuta took this better than most people would have, and honestly should have. Like He should have been very pissed, because, as we've said, it is quite bullshit that he's being sent home. When I mean, if I was in that spot, I'd be like, what the heck? We literally had this happen last week. Didn't happen, so Kahuta took it in stride. You know, he's an honorable guy, good for him, but he, he had every right to be super pissed. It's insane. It's just insane. I'm trying to think of like, is there any difference? No, there's not. And to say like your partners, you have to go home with your partner. Well, like Tyler went home. (laughs) So I guess the only, only difference, right, is technically like for last week, Kendall was in the elimination round. So like that was already set up here. Like if Kahada and Casey were voted in, does it play out differently? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Because then what would they do? Like Casey, you have to go home. Kahada, since you don't have a partner, you have to come. Like That's the only difference, but that could have easily been fixed by just sending Casey home before the vote when she found out. Unless their timing was off and she found out she was pregnant after the vote and they just wanted to show it out of order. Mm. Which seems unlikely, but who the hell knows. But Does that fix it, though? Still. Because even if Kahada's up for the vote, if the House doesn't vote Kahada in, you're still in the same position. Unless it's like, Casey's pulled, so Kahada now has to be the nominee to go in against tech and they just like better to send him into the elimination than to send him home. So but is that not fair to tech? Like I know tech would prefer it, but in theory, is that not fair to the person? Well, I mean, I guess what they could have done, right? Let's say they, all right, so let's say Kata is safe. They don't send them home. They do the elimination. So here they would only do a girl's elimination. No, they would do a guy, only a guy's elimination. And then they would have, maybe the winner pick which girl they wanted and then Kahada would be with the other one. Or Kahada would be with the guy no, who so, lost. So they do it. Okay, that's do it like so that. they do a men's elimination tech versus Nehemiah. Yeah. So let's say Nehemiah wins. Nehemiah goes back to Melinda and then Kahada is now with uh, Ayana. That's or they, they, or they make that. them or they do it like this. They do the elimination and then the w- girl who lost actually, guess what? Big T style, you're coming back and oh, you're Kahada's partner. And that's when they reveal that Casey is pregnant and she's leaving. And they make it like the girl's yeah. going to go home and then psych, you're just the loser and you're going to be here with Kahada. Right. Because that we have to quote, quote you, that we have precedent for. The we last do. girl comes back and it would just happen in that day. Or fuck yeah. it. Regardless, like, Kahada should not have Casey stay one more night and pull her in the morning and then have that last girl come back, you know? Like, that's what I right. think should have happened. The losing girl, but it should have been the they had to play the elimination. Yeah. So there was 
there was a way to play this out for Kahuta to not get screwed. So poor guy. We don't like to see it, but um, let's let's see where we have him on our power rankings of who's we want back. Um, I've changed my women's rankings. Ooh, interesting. I now have Kendall one. I'm shocked. I have Casey two. I will probably change this to the mm-hmm. end of the season, but it's recency bias. I have Casey two. I have Sophia three, and I have Katie falling to four. Like maybe I am kind of done with her, like being like I'm not doing it. I'm just going to the elimination, yeah. and then Leah and Tina stay. I I think I would have the same, but I I would have Casey one. I just think Ooh. while Kendall is obviously more like she's much more likely to win a season. Casey was so incredibly entertaining, and I love that she is like really grown from like who she was. Uh, because I'm so terrified of all these different challenges. Like I'm watching the ruins now and hearing some of the challenges. She was like petrified to do literally anything. And here, like she's like a competent competitor. Like she's not like the greatest, but she's definitely not the worst. Like she's good enough at some of this stuff. Like in, in like the final setup, maybe she could do decently. Like, like she's John a upside, maybe in a final, um, she's strategic. She's gives good confessionals. She's charismatic. Uh, she just brings so much more that Kendall doesn't other than just like her athleticism, but something you just want to balance. So, I, I would love to see Casey back. But I, I mean, I support it. I put her too. I, I think she could be. Not for uh, All season Stars, three. All Stars four, yeah. All Stars four or five, maybe. And then for the men, I have Tyler, Ryan, Steve, Derek C, but that I'm not sure about. Derek K. And then I put Kahuta at six. I didn't think he really, you know. I have him at yeah. six. Kahuta, yeah, Kahuta doesn't bring a lot, but it, like he just, he just fits this All Stars vibe. So like, I, I would put him. I, I think so. He's just like, you know, he's like a honorable guy. This thing's like, quote unquote, the right way. He's a nice guy. He's not very charismatic, but um, I, I would probably, I, I would have him above Steve, I think. Yeah. All right. That's it. There you go. All right. Let's see. Do I have a question? Most of the questions are all about like how unfair it was that Kahada got sent home. So we agree. Very unfair for Annie Abrams, uh, Shelby Hellmeyer, John, and Josh Green. All four wrote the same thing about how unfair it was for Kata. We all agree. Very unfair. Um, you can follow me on Twitter. Cohen with a C, Brian with the I underscore. They can follow you. Follow me at Lash Tweets and New Girl Old Guy is back. Uh, me and Akiva Winokur talking about New Girl. I've seen the show a bunch. Keith's never seen it. We had guests. Uh, Rob Sesternino might have heard of him on this week to talk about season three, episode seven. You can check that out at anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. Till next time for episode eight. Have a good one. <laughs>